All right, one o'clock hour. It's Cody and Gold. Alex Gold, Cody Tap, Nick Schwerk with you. Of course, the drive coming up at two o'clock with CDOT. It is a victory Monday all day long, really all week long here on 610 Sports Radio. Leading up to the Super Bowl in Glendale a couple Sundays from now. You heard from Andy Reid. At one point, he he brought up, I thought it was an interesting question, uh, about the mayor's comments out of Cincinnati. We've all heard those. Well, we can play those again, that idiot. Oh, we probably should. Um, and nobody looks more foolish today other than maybe Eli Apple. But honestly, I would argue the mayor looks even worse than Eli Apple somehow, some way. Uh, there in Cincinnati and Andy was asked about the comment and he said like I bet you Zach meaning Zach Taylor the head coach of Cincinnati probably didn't like that being out there I would imagine based off of how Zach Taylor did even though they were talking he liked being more of the underdog I'm sure they didn't they weren't thrilled with the comments from the mayor but the mayor was basically talking he, he was echoing what the team started to do that was not the mo of Cincinnati until the last two months or so they were the, they were always the talking as if they were the underdog. Nobody believed in them. And then suddenly when it came to playing the chiefs, Cincinnati just decided to talk more trash than I've heard in a long time. By the way, did you hear Andy Reid talk about the mayor? It's like, he's such a football coach. Even when he was talking about the mayor, he was talking about it as if he was a player. He was like, you know, you don't want that. You don't, you don't want to see your guys doing that. <laughs> your guys, like the mayor, like <laughs> he's already sending he goes, a threat to Quentin Lucas. Like, hey, yeah. man, look, we don't do that here. You're like, I don't play for you. He goes, he, goes, <laughs> he said, I'm sure Zach didn't love that. Well, uh, it, <laughs> yeah, like last night, uh, last night at the postgame press conference, Andy was asked about it and said he appreciated how our mayor, so Quentin Lucas, he, he appreciated how the, our mayor in town uh, handled his business, which look, obviously wasn't anywhere near what the yeah. Cincinnati mayor was doing. And he didn't want it to come to this. I appreciate that. How about this beautiful trophy? Huh? Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. <laughs> I just like so it. So good. So good. And now I can't hear him say trophy any other way. So thanks for that, Nick. Trophy. Text line says it. Text line, <laughs> text line claimed that was an Ohio accent. I don't know if that's real or not. Is that a thing? I think it's just one of those deals like we heard with Brian Kelly when he got introduced to LSU. When you're, on a, when you're on a microphone and you hear the echo mm-hmm. and it maybe there's like a split second delay in your head and it kind of messes with you a little bit. My family. That's what made us. What a beautiful made trophy. <laughs> I appreciate that. How about this beautiful trophy? <laughs> beautiful trophy. <laughs> Who cares? Which, by the way, you know, it's not that beautiful of a trophy. I mean, other sports have better trophies. I think I'm just, I've got the image of Bill Belichick tossing it away like garbage well, in my I, head. Dude, I, Andy got rid of that thing pretty quick just, last night. Did you see how quickly he handed that thing uh, off? Was it? I didn't he see went, it. He went, he went, eh. Like, it's gotten quicker. It's, it's definitely gotten a little bit quicker. The amount of time, Andy, if someone, yep. can, someone wants to go back and get a full breakdown of how many seconds. I think it'll go like 30, 20, 15, 10. Yeah. I, I think it's like decreasing every year. Yeah. How many seconds he held the Lamar Hunt trophy? I do. I agree. I think it has um, the, the amount of time before he passed it off to somebody else has, has shrunk. Uh, considering that they're getting used to being in these games. And I also hadn't, games. I don't think I had realized that story that he fired Nick Sirianni. Like, he got to Kansas City. Nick Sirianni was already here, and they're like, hey, man, this guy's really bright. He's like, mm. well, he I got a guy. different future head coach at wide receiver coach, so I guess I'm stuck. He had Because as a reminder, David Coley was a one-year uh, head coach in the NFL. Yeah, he had his guy, David Coley. He was, gonna, he was loyal to him. I can appreciate that. Makes Could you sense. imagine, like, I can't question any decision Andy Reid's made to this point. Based on the level of success they have had under Andy Reid's tenure, there's absolutely no way to question it. The only other stuff that I obviously concerning is what will happen with the injuries, but 
Andy's not going to give us an answer today, and we're not going to get an answer today about whether or not Legereus Sneed or Juju Smith-Schuster or some of the other players will be worried about over the next couple of weeks will be healthy and ready to go. Because those are important players, and we know that. But, you know, we're not going to get For an sure. answer on that today, even though Andy Reid tried to talk about him a little bit. Yeah, it feels like, I mean, honestly, if you're, speculation for for sure here, but based off of Snead being in concussion protocol, it, he's probably more likely to be available in two weeks than maybe some of the other guys that have. Then McColl, like who a, the pelvis uh, you yeah. kept him at half a season. Yeah. Or how long was the hamstring for Kadarius Tony? Like, those are issues that bothered those players, like, all year, right? Yeah, although this is an ankle, right? For, yeah, it for was. Tony, this is, which honestly... Better without knowing much more, it might it might be better than a soft tissue injury, which has of course been more of the problem uh, for Gadarius Tony. Someone who was an absolute problem for Joe Burrow the entire game from the very first drive on was Chris Jones. He was the one player. Anytime we focused in on, I think Nick, you asked me on the pregame show you guys were doing with Rob and and Dusty on Sunday. You're like, is there one player where there's 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 no way you can see a scenario almost essentially of them winning unless this player steps up and has a huge game. And, and the answer to that was Chris Jones. And boy, oh boy, did he ever. Uh, two sacks in the game. He was double teamed 83% of the snaps in the game. He still gets two sacks. He still probably could have had another sack, but Joe Burrow dirted a couple ones because he was about to get sacked by Chris Jones. You talk about a special player who's going to finish probably second or third in defensive player of the year putting his mark on a football game and a playoff game where he's been criticized for not having big playoff moments in his career. Well, that all changed in a huge that story way. ended in one yesterday. fell swoop. Oh, absolutely. That was, that was a signature moment in his entire career. That, I would, that was the signature moment, period. I know he won the Super Bowl with the team in 2019, but that, that was a marquee moment for a guy that had a career high in sacks in the regular season, uh, who's an all-pro for the first time. And last year could not sack Joe Burrow in the AFC title game for him to get redemption and then do it essentially a game ceiling sack that led to the offense getting the ball back. Doesn't get any bigger. You can't have a bigger impact on a football game than what Chris Jones had yesterday. Best player on the field. One where a one ankled Mahomes went for 300 plus. So, and no picks. So, I mean, that kind of speaks for itself on the own right. And you I think look back on his season too, like that game was sort of his season in a nutshell. Yeah, he closed out like five regular season games, I think, by our count. Just when we single, talked about earlier single-handedly wrecking opposing offensive lines. Like, he's your number one focus. You came into the game circling 95. We're going to have to put two bodies on him he all night. He got the Aaron Donald treatment. They double-teamed yeah. him 90% of the snaps. And he was getting that treatment all season long and still was one of the best defensive players in football. Just to, like, so when his he had eight pressures. The Cincinnati Bengals... On those eight pressures, generated zero yards. They did not have a single positive gain on any of them. He was sacked three times. He threw five incompletions. They did not get one inch when Chris Jones got pressure on Joe Burrow, which was all the time. Also, he was held, I don't know, half a dozen times. We understand in the NFL, they're never going to give you the benefit of that many holding calls. But on top of it, in all the double teams, he had to be held a bunch of times. I... For a guy in Chris Jones who's easily likable and we joke around, we do like the snow cone stuff with him and has had a great regular season Kansas City career, this was his defining moment. Okay, he had 15 and a half sacks in a regular season, had 15 sacks in a regular, 15 and a half sacks in a regular season a couple of years ago. This was his defining moment to say, I am one of the NFL's premier defensive players. And in a year where he did not get the recognition he deserved amongst Abosa and Micah Parsons. 
He should be in the same conversation with those guys. And I know that he was up for defensive player of the year, but he was like I mean, the, he is in the same conversation I guess we, as those guys. He's yeah, but he finish, wasn't, he wasn't going in to finish a lot top three in defensive player of the year. He is in the conversation with those guys as he should be, but he is, I mean, he is in that conversation. The it dude, did feel like a, a, to Cody's point, it felt like he was sort of a footnote where they were like the two headed monster of yes. Bosa yeah. and well, Parsons. And now and then, he, and now he has the signature moment of the postseason. He is a household name now in the NFL because of what he just did yesterday. Like, he sounds silly. Like, oh, not everybody, like seriously, not everybody knows him the same way they know Bosa or Donald or other. Now they do. Well, that's how you get in the Hall of yeah. Fame, too. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 unbelievable what he was able to pull off. He also talked to James Palmer after the game. I'm not letting my emotions all bottle up throughout the week. There's a lot of talking going on. I don't, I'm not really much of a talker. Um, it's a full circle, 360, man. Um, these are moments I prepared for all offseason. I dedicated my offseason to this moment last year when I missed two sacks to end the game, and I put it up on myself. This game, we're going to end it up front. And that's what we did. We got a resilient group in our room. So I with the D-line, and these guys fought through all night, man. The last thing you said to us when you walked off the podium here at Arrowhead was everybody enjoyed Burrowhead. Did that motivate you all week? Hey, let me tell y'all something, man. Don't ever, 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 and I'm looking at the camera when I said this, disrespect Arrowhead. I don't care how many times you done beat us. Don't ever disrespect Arrowhead Stadium at G-E-H-A! Nick is a company man like you, man. He's getting that G-E-H-A message. Well, last week, he was calling it Gihah. Yeah, he kept saying it wrong uh, you know, a couple times in the last week, so he got it right that time it, when it mattered most. It feels especially important from Chris Jones, considering where this team has been because of these comments on this show. But most importantly, let the fans know, baby, this is only the beginning. Um, be prepared to have another parade and another parade and another parade because we're going to make sure we bring not one, not two, not three, not four, but five-plus rings to Kansas City. You know, it's been 50 years. The wait has been great, but the wait is over now. And it's time to create a dynasty. And I want them to fully know that Stone Cold Jones is here to stay. Stagnation is here to stay. And we're going to make a movie of this. If you make those comments, then you are – it's like the Justin Reed earlier season Cincinnati stuff. You have to be a part of the reason that gets him there. There's a reason that's a part of that dynasty. Chris Jones came on the show, and he had said not one, not two, not three, not four, five-plus rings. They sit at one right now with a chance for two in 13 days. But when you – and, like, he had the performance that backed all that up. He, he 100% he's a reason did. why they're paying, playing for it. Yeah, and he's a, you were about to say paying, too. He's a reason – that's a oh, reason he's why he's paid. about to get paid in a huge way this offseason. Now, I mean, even – it's funny how it all does come together because he, he said in that cut uh, as well that this was about – the two sacks he missed in the AFC title game and everything, and he worked for this for this moment. But when you look at what Joe Colon, the defensive line coach, who's a newcomer to this staff this offseason, back while we were up doing shows at St. Joe, we're joking around about whether or not Cody's going to go punt a football on the field or not. Joe Colon yeah. was talking about Chris Jones and what he had to do. Listen to this, and like it, it's it's great because that's exactly where they end up finding themselves. Our first goal always here is to hoist that Lombardi trophy, win the Lombardi trophy. And for us to get there and get the opportunity to do that, he has to have a career year. And that means not only in the, in the stats of sacking the quarterback, but knocking the run out. You know, and that's something that we've stressed with him. You know, him having his best year, and not only him, but 
all of us in the room and myself as a coach and us as coaches. And that's what we're trying to get with Chris. And he's really working towards that. They all backed it up. I mean, that, it's yeah. pretty cool to hear that from August. And that's exactly, I mean, that is exactly what happened, especially for Chris Jones. Could he sound more like a movie character playing a football coach? Our first goal always here is <laughs> to host a Lombardi trophy. We're going to win this one. You're like, okay. What, do you think he's Al Pacino? You went a little more Al Pacino. Too Pacino? I didn't even realize I had Pacino in the bag. Maybe we can reevaluate well, you the don't. impression. So let's just get one thing clear right now. You don't have it in the bag. 913. That's, that's not one that I'm allowed to execute on this show. 913-586-7610 from the 316. I tend to agree with this text. Just think if we hadn't gotten Stone Cold Jones snow cones, where would he be and where would we be as a franchise right now talking about them? The snow cones powered him through, got him through training camp. I, I agree. He needed that energy. When we're in Arizona, we have a chance to uh, the media opening night. I think we have to ask him his thoughts on the snow cones. Does he think, point blank, do you think the snow cones led to your career year? God, if he says yes, then we well, got to take a lot of credit we here. We do. Mm-hmm. I mean, Joe Cullen should probably be trying to take as much credit as he can, but we're going to try to steal mm-hmm. a little slice of that if Why we not? can. Why not? I, you know, I know the entire, because like the entire defensive line, this is the thing. It was kind of a redeeming moment for them too. I know we're going to talk about the other players that people want to talk about for redemption, but weren't there a lot of people questioning if a team who was second in the NFL at sacks, if that meant something? You, Gold, to a point, were like, hey, I want to see it against the elite quarterbacks. Not that they can't get to the quarterback, but can they do it against elite coaches and does or elite quarterbacks? And does being second in the NFL in sacks mean anything if you don't do it in the important moments? They sacked Joe Burrow five times. They pressured him 14 times. Chris Jones had a great game. Frank Clark played really well. Mike Dana was a consistent force. George Karloftis got a sack. Matter of fact, Nick, I've decided that if George Karloftis gets a sack in the Super Bowl, even though I don't <laughs> like the nickname, I'll join your cause and I'll call him Georgie Porgy. Whoa, gold. Hold on. Wait, say, get the if details. George Karloftis gets uh-huh. a sack in the Super Bowl A-sack. and the Chiefs win it, I will switch and I will allow Georgie Porgy Pudding Pie to live forever hey, on gold the show. Betting man, um, what would be like a same game parlay? What would that What would that pay out? Chiefs to win and Karloftis to get a sack and the Chiefs win in the Super Bowl. So they're not, those props aren't out yet. Like, so those, those props are not, you can, now if you want to go, he's going to Super Bowl MVP. Those are out, but I, there's no prop bets individually for, can we see what yet. he was in the last game? Cause we can uh, assume I, it's I, something. I, what pro- would you, okay. What would you ballpark it at? Well, we know for the, 10 we, to know, one? we know the chiefs are plus one Oh eight to win. Right. Okay. So like if you go, you go plus one Oh eight, let's say Chris, uh, uh, Carl Loftus to have a sack. He might be like plus plus one eighty. Or something, you know what I mean? Like nothing. So even if it was plus one thirty, you parlay the the two together, you're getting what? It's plus two thirty eight. It's nothing like it's not as crazy as you think. Is he gonna be that low? God, I thought he might to be get like, a sack. I thought he might remember, be like plus four hundred or something. To get a single sack, I don't think it'll be plus four hundred. Remember that, like some of the Super Bowl MVP guys are only like ten to one. So like, yeah, to get a single sack uh, in his past week's game, we got six and a half sacks in the last nine games. Yeah, show bet. He'll be plus money to get a Parlay sack, it? but he's not going to be. He's not going to be like plus four. No, this is not a show bet thing. This is going back to your original statement. You said you would join the Georgie Porgy Pudding Pie Hive. Are you willing? The Hive is that what you guys yes. call yourselves? Yes. Uh, no, I will not. He will have to. <laughs> wow, you're just not no, willing to come in. Come on, man. Wow. We're talking about a Super Bowl on the I, line. I, I will not. I will not start calling him Georgie Porgy. He doesn't even want to be called Georgie Porgy. You don't Pudding know that. He's never, he's never been asked. asked. Here's the deal. You want to make another deal? Ooh, wow. On, we got to ask him. On, I will on, ask him personally. O- you guys stay uh, far, far away from him. <laughs> on opening night. <laughs> so on, on opening night, 
Monday night we'll be out there and they have the podium set up. So in addition to asking Chris Jones about snow cones, we're going to do some real investigative journalism. We're going to find out deep down, does George Karloff dislike Nick's nickname of Georgie Porgy putting fight? He will I answer will the question. Find out. I Nick, will find out. What, I don't what, want you guys to, because you guys will slant the question. No, we're going to, yes, hey, you will. We're going to say, what do you think of, because you, you're, you're accusing me of being You'll a be laughing. You'll journalist? be laughing. You'll be like, oh, what do you think of this nickname? <laughs> you I just like, want to ask, our producer on our show came up with a nickname for you, and some people tend to like it. We're not so sure about it. But do you like See, you can't say but that. But that's true. It's, no, that's exactly no, right. Just, that did. That no, didn't. Gold, here's what you say. What do you think about the nickname Georgie Porgie Pudding Pie? He'll be like, eh, not really a fan. And then I'll and ask a follow-up it. and be like, it's the, it's, and then I'll ask the follow-up. I'm like, but isn't it So you're going to explain awesome? the joke. I'm like, isn't it awesome, though, <laughs> dude? Yeah. Wait, that that's bias. We got to ask this. From an unbiased perspective. Oh, here's what I'll say. I'll say my four-year-old niece oh, loves that cartoon, and she thinks that's the great nickname you're lying, for you. And though. she's and you're her favorite player. Well, that, that's and she said her only wish not the question. for her fourth birthday oh God, was that just... you accept this as your nickname, unacceptable, and you hereby denounce any other nicknames. Okay, it's decided. I'll ask the question because no. Gold clearly has a bias. He said We're, some people hate it. <laughs> you're, you're talking. You're, this is nonsense. You know going to happen? I'll ask it straight up. It's going to be opening night of the Super Bowl, and all three of us are sprinting to George Karloftis <laughs> to see who can ask the question first. In fairness, I don't know what the big thing, the, the two things I remember asking at opening night the last time when we went in Miami were I asked a series of questions to Dustin Colquitt of how far he could punt blank. So, like, if you had to punt a tennis ball, how far do you think you could punt it? I, uh, yeah. Or like a watermelon. And then we asked. Probably break his foot. And then we asked <laughs> LDT about my elbow bursitis. I got an actual medical yeah. diagnosis. Of course you did. He did. Of course he, he you really did. did. That did happen. All I know is we have to keep Nick away from Jody Fortson. That, you're not allowed near that wow. podium. Wow. Why? Not you're, not Why? Allowed, you're not allowed near that podium, man. Not I'm going to get a picture I don't want you him. to have to get a restraining order. Yeah, we, we, we need you all week. After There's three the- guys I want to talk to. Jody Fortson, George Karloftis, Frank Clark. That's it. Well, Frank Clark, yeah, that he was that was who I was stationed next to at the podium. Then it just it was great for a whole hour because he in Miami because he was and Josina Anderson had him try on they tried and she took over the whole thing because she kept having him try on the sunglasses she was wearing. She likes tried to steal multiple the show. times. Yes. Yeah. Happened. Like too many times, do you think? How do you remember? Yeah. I stood by was, Chris Jones for Do you think it was one too time. many times, Gold? Yeah, yes, I do. Would you say that to Josina if she were here right now? Oh, if she were here? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Feels like a no. <laughs> She's not here, though, so he yeah. doesn't have to worry about I that. I tweeted out the video of her doing it. Oh. But did you question her? Were you just in a good mood and you're like, look at this? Or were you, you like, get a load of this? what is she doing? Yeah. Was it get a load of this? I didn't say get a load <laughs> of this. No. <laughs> Are we oh, now going to try to get Josina Anderson on the show? Is the that what you want? three of us. I, don't know, I think uh, we could probably aim a little higher. Well, you're the one that wanted me to talk to her. Just on the side. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Who's a, you know what? I actually need one more betting odds before we get a break. Uh, most likely to be arrested while in Arizona. Oh, Nick is. I've never all, been arrested. We're all, so we're all plus money on this, but Nick has got the best odds. Why? Best I've odds. never been arrested. Nick is about five to one. Cody's probably. I've been six. alive longer. So it's like, you know, it's different. Yeah, why Co- is that? Why am I? Why am I better Nick. odds than him? He's been arrested. I I'm haven't. A, I'm a parent now. Yeah, Changes he's, he's, it. He's gotten older. Never getting arrested. I'm My a parent. Record, yeah, but he's going to be out of the house, man. Away from the nest. What do you think? Oh, I'm like, I'm like a stray cat. I'm glad you brought this up. Cody. <clears throat> Our guillotine league has been. Uh. Conclu- has concluded this year, and correct. one of the things for our guillotine league, someone had offered up a $500 tab, essentially, to use at a strip club for your first strip club experience. I can think of no other place other than Vegas that would be better for you yeah. to have your first strip club experience than Super Bowl weekend. I Glendale. agree. I agree wholeheartedly. 
Are you down for that? Well, I, doesn't this guy who joined the league want to go too? Well, we're, I don't know. I, we got to find out who that was again. I have the list somewhere. Hands to yourself, though, Cody. There are rules to follow. I don't want to go. I'm not going to touch anyone. <laughs> it's it's well, just like it's. Really you don't have to worry about that. They're going to touch gonna, you. I would like zero anyone. physical contact well, if that I, is an option. He's wearing like a bubble boy suit. But <laughs> 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 wear two pairs of pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, wearing, you're walking like like you're at like a nuclear like a disaster <laughs> site like wearing, wearing a hazmat suit yeah. as he walks in there. I'll, I'll be honest. That might be a terrible idea. There's if some of those the the, the couches aren't exactly the probably something you just want to be sitting on comfortably all oh, the time. Oh, they clean anyway. them sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Uh, coming up next, what's trending? And it was all about redemption for a couple Chiefs. There's Kelsey to the end zone. Cody and Gold brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete for asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance. Gan Asphalt and Concrete, one contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every day at 11:30 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot topics trending. Number one on what's trending, of course, the Chiefs are headed to the Super Bowl, taking on the Eagles in a couple weeks. Chiefs one and a half point underdogs already over at FanDuel. Something to watch and we'll have plenty of more time to break down that game. Andy Reid did speak a little bit earlier on uh, today. No real updates on the injury front. Probably going to take later on in the week to get those. We know Sneed concussion protocol. Uh, Juju dealing with a knee injury. The ankle for Kadarius Toney. Uh, and then we'll see as things progress for McColl. It didn't feel great that he tried to give it a go and then got hurt. Maybe the same same type of injury. That that isn't. They still called it a pelvis injury. Yeah, yeah. I did see a, a post game interview. I can't remember which outlet had it, but a post game interview on the field that I mean, McColl at least said that he's going to play in this year. Well, but we'll see as as time goes on. But it's pretty pretty unbelievable. We're spoiled here in Kansas City, man. Three Super Bowls in, in the last four years, and Chiefs will obviously have a great chance to to bring back the Lombardi Trophy. I mean, it's basically I mean, one point dog. Who cares? You're you're basically a pick them. Well, and so the way it works, like with McColl, this might be his last year in Kansas City. He spent four years here and going to three Super Bowl trips. I imagine he will do whatever it takes in order to get into that game. Next up on What's Trending, Bob Fesco originally reporting, but now reported by pretty much everyone else. Zach Greinke heading back to the Royals on a one-year deal that expected to be official tomorrow. That gives him a little bit more stability in the pitching department. I don't know that getting 130 innings out of Zach when you're trying to evaluate the roster Solves all the problems, but also I'm not trying to expose every young pitcher. And I love Zach Grinke. He's one of my favorite Royals. He's probably my favorite Royal of all time, so I'm happy he's back. I get the signing. I do. Uh, to your point, like though, it. a little bit about the inning. Like, that's the only part. And, like, are you holding back somebody else? I, I At this point, though, like, everybody's Let already Let someone out. push like, Zach out. Yeah, they can't, so. then sure. problem anyway. Uh, but nice, nice uh, from a fan standpoint to have Zach Grinke back with the club and to get spring training right around the corner. It's going to roll right in from the Super Bowl right into spring training. I think as we're leaving... Uh, Arizona after the Super Bowl, I think Vern will be landing in Arizona for spring training. So it's, it's kind of rolling right into each other. Uh, next up on what's trending coaching carousel in the league. It didn't take long for Kellen Moore to find a new gig. He was let go and parted ways with the Cowboys yesterday. He's already officially been hired as the offensive coordinator for the LA Chargers. I think it's a really smart move by Brandon Staley and the Chargers organization trying to help out uh, Justin Herbert. But it's weird. Kellen Moore was a head coach candidate like a year ago, and then now he got fired and now has a better OC gig. If he's able to get more out of Justin Herbert than Lombardi, which I think he will be able to, That's and lowest then, bar. then Kellen Moore can probably be right back where he was a year ago in terms of being a guy that could remember he could have gone back to college and become a head head coach in college. He decided to stay with Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy, who 
Mike McCarthy's now going to call the plays for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm sure that'll solve everything. With all your Boise connections, you haven't gotten Kellen Moore on this show once? What would you want Not Kellen one Moore? One time? Do you want him on the show? Sure. Now he's Why? with the Chargers. Uh, maybe now you do. Before, <laughs> before there was no need. No reason. I want him to say I'll be honest about with others. Kellen Moore, very smart individual. Obviously, you don't make it to where he's at. Not the best interview. Oh, man. Yeah. Really tough. No, huh? he seriously. Not the best. Maybe he's gotten better. Intelligent person, and obviously, he's going to become a head coach at some point, but. Uh, it might, might for, for Chiefs fans' sake, I hope he doesn't do well uh, with Justin yes. Herbert. You hope it bombs out. Mm, or do. he does so well that he's gone in a year and then there they have go. to restart again. That too. Lastly, on what's trading, the NFL has announced their cap numbers for next season officially $224.8 million, up over $16 million from this previous season. So about the cap increases they were having pre-COVID. They're right back on track. They're starting to see those big increases again, which will make it a lot easier for some of these teams to manage some things financially matters more to others. As again, the Chiefs put themselves in fantastic position by shedding some salary this season to hopefully put themselves in better position in the long haul. But yeah, 224.8 million will be the cap number next season. Much needed space uh, considering uh, yeah. potential Chris Jones deal, uh, what that could take and others. What do they bring back Juju or not? What does Orlando Brown Jr. situation look like? That's all off season stuff. We don't have to worry. We don't have to. Let's not. Focus. You know what? It's not the off season yet. Not for Kansas City Chiefs fans. No, Everyone it is not. else, but them in Philly, it is. That's exactly right. Hey, that's what's trending here on Cody and Gold, and of course, our NFL playoff coverage is brought to you by Twin Peaks Eats, Drinks, Scenic Views. Uh, there's a lot of things that make sports great, but a lot of times the redemption story can be one of the better parts of it, and we saw that play out yesterday at Arrowhead on this show. We had mentioned Sky Moore. Look, man, you should not be returning punts ever again. That was were words that were uttered on this show and many shows and from many fans. Uh, we all said it. Uh, it's not like one of us we can yeah. sing aloud. And I still kind of stand by that to a certain extent. Uh, they didn't move him back into that role until they had no other choice yesterday, Cody. No other choice. Because of injuries. Watson, not available. Inactive. McCall Harmon, out. Kadarius Tony out. Sky Moore, you got to step up for us, man. You got to step Same up. Same as what happened in the regular season when they were looking for and, people to do it. And to his credit, he did. He had a huge return. We can talk about the penalty and the 15-yarder, but Mahomes isn't even in that spot being that close to midfield. Unless Sky Moore returned. Unless Sky Moore has a great return, and he did, and that was his second return of the day. Not only, you know, you're just nervous about him fumbling, but, like, he had a, a really impactful return, and so good for him. He also had three catches in the game when they were down a couple guys. That, that was really cool to see. You do feel good for a rookie that had to have lost confidence. How could you not? I mean, we... Spent week 18 sitting here and be like, I mean, if they lose in the playoffs, we're all going to be talking about the special teams, right? Mm-hmm. Special teams and turnovers. Those are the two things we said are going to burn this team to the ground. Right. If something was going to happen, it was going to be those things and nothing else because those were the things that were consistent problems throughout the year. Sky Moore to Jesse knew the star even said he said he didn't want to go back out there anymore. Like he didn't want to be a punt returner anymore. It wasn't going well. Obviously, he had never done it at any level. We had talked about that. Not in high school, not in college, ever. Dave Tobe saw something, like there was some potential to put him there. It went poorly. But then when the moment called for it, Sky Moore, and you heard him, he's like, what were you thinking? He's like, oh, I just I just thought of, the, you know, like I was just playing ball. Turns out that's a better way to do it. When you're not in your own head, when you're forced into a position to just play, Sky Moore with one of the best redemption arcs, especially considering the special teams all year. And this is what he had to say when our own Josh Klingler caught up with him in the locker room. Just tried to, you know, tried to stay confident and believe in myself. You know, a lot, of, you know, like like you said, a lot of things went wrong this season, but all that didn't matter. You know what I'm saying? I just needed to be there for my team. You see KT go down. You see Justin Watson go down. 
uh, you see McCole go down, I'm the last line of defense, basically. So, you know, I had to stand up, and I felt like I did that. What did you see on that return? I just start. I didn't. I'll forget. I just, you know, I just start playing ball, and and once once you once you start playing ball, the game slows down. You mentioned all those guys going out tonight. Yeah, guys stepped up in, in, in their place. That's that's a that's a mantra, obviously, that you want to accomplish. But For how sure. difficult is that? You had so many guys that went out of the mix tonight. Yeah, like it, it's 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 unfortunate that you know that our top guys go down, but you know this is the NFL. You got to be ready to step up. Uh, stuff like that happens all the time, so it gotta, it gotta like, you gotta be ready for the moment when they call your number. We've gotten a little used to, you know, these home games in the playoffs. Yeah. We've had now, you know, three celebrations here. You got your first though. Yeah. What did that feel like tonight? It, it feels crazy. You know, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't able to really win anything at any level. You know, so at the biggest level, I'm going to the Super Bowl my first year. That's kind of crazy to me, but. It's going to mean so much more when we come back with it. The week of preparation that went into this one, can you describe it? You had guys injured during the week even. Yeah. You had to make adjustments on offense. Yeah. What what was this week like? Uh, it was it was just, you know, the same type of intensity. You know, it's, knowing, knowing what the game is, knowing what, 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 what game we're about to play. But, you know, the same focus that we always bring, and that's why we had the season we had this year, because we always bring a playoff AFC championship mindset to every single week. From training camp where all the hype was was there for Sky Moore and I remember we had him on, we had him on the show uh, and I still think he was maybe a little confused by one of the random questions we gave him as well or what was it we were asking if he knew how to milk a cow yeah he was making he was I think he was he, he was, seemed very confused very by confused that. by That's the fine. question and and by then, the way boys you see him he was he almost cursed and he was like no he did he not held, in this he moment. And then he got his opportunity, as he said. He was the last line of defense. Nobody else could return that punt but him, and he stepped up in a huge way. Really cool to see that. And then how about Harrison Butker, another guy that was criticized, and by the way, fairly, uh, throughout the season. He's one of the worst statistical kickers this year in the regular season. But he steps up, wins the game for Kansas City. He had been really good the last month or so. He hasn't made a mistake in the last month. And we were wondering if that was actually uh, what he would be throughout the playoffs, and he has. And hits a game-winning kick after the penalty. It makes it a little bit more feasible for Butker Drills it honestly. It wasn't like wasn't it? He drilled it right down the middle, essentially. And uh, the Chiefs end up winning the game. Three seconds left on the clock. They squib it, and of course come up with a play and, and get the win. But really cool for for both those guys. Butker, uh, who was you know got hurt at the same stadium, he's about to go play a Super Bowl in. Hopefully a different field. Hopefully they fix that field, which was terrible. Led to Trent McDuffie also getting hurt in Week Number One against the Cardinals out in Glendale. It's and yeah, but so many other players across the NFL. It wasn't just the Chiefs. It was a, a problem across the league especially for the Cardinals. But I, I look at their stories a lot as being maybe this is the best time ever for it because if it had come up in the playoffs, especially in that game, as close as it was, if there were a special teams error, we're done here. Butker misses an extra point or can't make a field goal, it's over. He can't make that field goal at the end. you got to go to overtime and take your chances there, which we know could mean anything, right? Like they couldn't afford the mistakes they cost them before. They still had a turnover, Right, Mahomes fumbled the ball, and just the weirdest fumble ever. That, that felt was like the bizarre, just, yeah, yeah, just bizarre. Never saw it coming. But they forced more than they took. Remember, that was the problem. They didn't ever force turnovers, but they forced turnovers against Joe Burrow. They it, so more than they gave it away. So it's always the same stuff. Like if you're going to start letting things come together late, last month, last three, last four games, and you start solving 
the only real warts on this team that we could see throughout the year, like regularly stuck by, which is turnovers and such. I mean, then we're having a very, we're a very different conversation. And you truly needed all 53. You know, we hear all the times like every 53 counts and a 53 man roster and everybody counts. Like truly last night was a direct example of that. Whether we are talking about Marcus Kemp, who was just activated you know, days before, Jody Fortson gets activated from IR. Uh, you have Willie Gay get hurt, so Darius Harris has to come in and play a little bit. Obviously, uh, you saw Sneed go down with the concussion. I mean, you needed all fi- like 53 men on the roster throughout this playoff run in particular. You needed the entire team to win that game yesterday. So it was like one of those true grind it out, find a way to win. They grinded out a lot of wins throughout this season, and, and times – uh, it was concerning because, like, hey, if you're having to grind out wins against the Texans, against the Broncos. And they weren't how, able to grind out yeah, Bills and Bengals right. wins. And how, how can you do that against, yeah, the Bills or Bengals when you have to play them again in the postseason? This was a game where you got a quarterback playing with one leg, one ankle, and you're down to MVS and Marcus Kemp and Sky Moore as some of his top targets, and they made it work. And Mahomes still ends up with over 300 yards uh, passing in the game. Did you at any point in that game – feel better about them winning or losing? Like, did you, like, throughout the entire game, did you think that they were more likely to lose or win for a majority of it? I mean, I want the, when the Chiefs got the sacks on the first two drives, I'm like, oh, this is different. This is different. This is what they, because we talked how much. Here we go. Here we go. But then at what point was it like, it's the same and there's a problem? Uh, When, (laughs) yeah, the the, the minute. The two-minute drill? No, so once, once you got into the fourth quarter, and that first drive, I guess it would have been for Burrow, where the Chiefs had a lead at that point, but they then they were knocking on the door. That's when I'm like, oh. Couldn't get off the field uh, again on third. Here we go again. Um, the difference, though, was this time around, you did have a little bit more confidence and the defense coming up with those stops. I mean, heck, when the Chiefs had a punt, they punted from the Cincy 37-yard line. At that point, I don't know how everybody else is feeling. like, oh, gosh, uh, that Joe Burrow's going to march down for – for a touchdown or for a field goal, actually, is all they needed at that point in time. But Kansas City gets the the big sack from Chris Jones. Biggest moment of the game. Best player on the field gets the sack. That's that's what we were all looking for. That's what we were all wondering. Could they actually pull that part of it off? And they certainly did. And you go through even the stats for the game. I mean, the Chiefs pretty much almost, not all, but almost every statistical category they won yesterday. Oh, they were better yards, like, I mean, turnovers, penalties, sacks. They were they were the the they had an advantage in each one of those. What I mean, the only thing that both teams did poorly was run. Like you know, like neither team ran it, which is another thing. Like there were so many people be like, "Hey, do they have to run the ball really well to win?" I'm like, "No, Mahomes has to play well." They ran the ball in the other three games against Cincinnati. That didn't lead them to victory. They needed Mahomes to show up. That's always the thing that stands out in this game. Like Chris Jones was the best player in the field. He's probably the single biggest reason they are playing in the Super Bowl. But Mahomes still did heroic things. He did things other quarterbacks wouldn't do, especially eight days removed from a high ankle sprain. That, to me, should not be understood. Like, oh, he's fine. I'll never worry. I don't worry because he's Patrick Mahomes. Not because a high ankle sprain shouldn't be concerning or would be concerning for literally any other player. It's because he's Patrick Mahomes. And I didn't think he was going to let that be the thing that stood in his way probably because I watched him finish out in a much worse physical condition in the previous game against Jacksonville and refused to let that game go that direction. It's, and I mean, you know, I, I think that we could have a longer conversation yeah. about Spags and the job the defense did and everything else because the defense itself was tremendous and did everything to help them win that game. But it's just, 
here we uh, go. You know, we're sitting here again. Chiefs heading to the Super Bowl. Real quick, the text line's asking for it. We mentioned how it's a rough day in Cincy. They're really, they're really struggling. Yeah. They said, hey, you guys, you know what they're talking about on Cincinnati Sports Radio today. Well, there is a station 1530 out in, in Cincinnati. Okay. And uh, this is how bad it's gotten that their fans are questioning their quarterback now. Listen to this caller. I got, I got, I got two questions for you. Okay. Do we save the seven hundred million dollars and get rid of Burrow and get CJ Stroud? Because Burrow <laughs> looks scared the whole time. I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm, I'm hanging up on Steve. Oh. I'm not doing that. Um, I, I mean that Steve, Steve's phone call is a perfect example of mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad he handled it well, but that guy's going through it. He's trying to fire Joe Burrow. The guy that just five days ago, three days ago, some people truly thought it was real that like if Burrow won the game, that he would be better than Mahomes. And then in Cincinnati, now you got people calling in the sports radio station saying, are we sure Burrow should be our quarterback? I saw, but that's it, man. Fans are irrational, but still you're going through it that bad. Your quarterback went to the Super Bowl last year. You're not that hard up. Look, I asked that question about Justin Fields. I feel like those are different conversations. I don't think you have to have that conversation. I asked that question about like Bryce Young and Justin Fields. I don't think you have to have that conversation with Joe oh, Burrow. Man. Between that Woo. and I think their their biggest newspaper in the city, their headline included penalty. You know, like penalty leads. Oh, they're like their mm. like their headline. Penalty leads Cincinnati out of Super Bowl. You're like, really? Headline? We can talk about refing at some point in our life if you want to. But the fact that you're bringing that up as a headline, you thought that was the single biggest reason? Joe Burrow got sacked five times. They had no offensive, no offensive flow at all. They let Kansas City move the ball with ease in the first half, even though they held them down points-wise. There were so many other things at play in that game. Yeah, I'm smoking to Joe Burrow. There's so much good audio out of that. I think this might have produced more good audio than the Post Super Bowl and the Super Bowl parade combined. Well, between you, that, Joe Burrow. I mean, you know, we have Cincy talking as know much your place trash, Japrony. man. Like when, so good. when Cincy talked as much trash as they did, you're going to get. I mean, Mahomes was asked about the mayor's comments after the game too. He's like, the mayor's coming. At, he's like, the mayor was coming at me. Yeah, I mean, you got Burrowhead. You said, I mean, they beat us last time. They were talking about we, we got to play them. There was a lot of stuff. I mean, the mayor came at me, man. I mean, I mean, I understand he's the mayor of Cincinnati, so he has to think about something. But, uh, I mean, it's, it, it's something that you just got to play the football game and then let your play do the talking. Mahomes remembered one that I had forgotten about, which is that they have to play us. They have to play us. Well, that's why but the then, mayor. Did he bury the entire city yeah, well, of Cincinnati? He's like, well, he's got to think about something because Cincinnati sucks. Well, no, that's why the mayor did it because the mayor last week declared yeah. whatever day that was, the 23rd. Proclamation or something. Pro- yeah. it, it, they got to play us day. Oh my God, he's such an idiot! No, that that mayor that guy looks like the, the biggest loser on earth. He's today. got more egg on his. Fa- I would argue the mayor has more egg on his face than even even to a certain extent Mike Hilton. To a certain extent, there's a certain extent just because of how Travis Kelsey ended up calling the mayor out. Like Mike Hilton's, see y'all, Burrowhead thing looks terrible, and it's it's gonna. I think Eli Apple got a fairly easy here. Yeah, well, you can thank the mayor and 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 Mike Hilton. I'll see y'all in Burrowhead, Mike. Burrow's one and one now. That guy, that Cincinnati mayor, I swear, we're going to fast forward like eight years and then he'll be running for president or something. <laughs> and honestly, this is a great platform because now there's, you know, millions of people who know his name or who probably Googled Cincinnati I, I mayor last his name. night. Honestly, I don't remember, but I bet it. you a lot of people Googled it last night. 
Like what's because think if you're not if you're just watching as a fan and yeah. you're not a Chiefs or Bengals fan, you have no idea what Patrick or what Travis Kelsey is talking about. Mayor. Yeah, you're like, Pure why does he hate the Cincinnati mayor? What did he do to anybody? By the way, we're gonna have to keep doing the show a long time. I think he's still got like four years. Yeah, left he, on just that term, elect- he just got he just got elected a year ago. So he's got like four or five years left on that term. Guys, I'm not sure we can get him. Guys, let's not get political. <laughs> I was trying to see if we could get somebody else in office. That's all. He was in a movie. This guy's such a tool. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it says he a movie. He was in a movie called Blue Car. I have no idea what the movie's about. Who else was in it? I wonder, like, if, like a I wonder if it's about a blue car. Based off of his lines, he certainly wasn't a great deliverer of, of any of them. Based off of what he's oh, trying to do. Oh, 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 I got it. I got it. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Strong. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Appreciate the support. Do you want more than Cody gave you? Blue car. The final word. Meg is a high school senior living in Dayton, Ohio area. She uses writing as an outlet for her troubled home life. That's the movie he started on. I started. It's probably yeah, too far. Yeah, I don't think he started it. <laughs> I don't think he started it. Does he play Meg? <laughs> <laughs> In his brain, probably. The delusion out of that guy. Oh, man. Fun show today. Continue to enjoy. It's going to be a great week. Great couple weeks. We will uh, talk a little bit more about specifically the rookies tomorrow that really have stepped up and what it says about Brett Veach. That's coming up tomorrow on the show. We'll also have Nate Taylor in studio tomorrow. But up next, it's The Drive with CDOT. Yeah, I'm smoking the Joe Barrow. You Listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Alex's That Betting Show every Thursday night at 7 o'clock. Right here on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app.